What are their names? I've got a couple of them. Okay. We've got Toko and Uhtred, Thera, Maps, Gitsit, Frida, Star, and Jonesy. And it's typical, like, typically, like, when you have a litter of puppies, a lot of people have themes with them. And so my litter of puppies, my themes, I named them after types of skis, cross-country skis, like Toko, Solomon, Swigs. And Uhtred and Brida, they're from a book really great book series and then maps here and gets it are fishing lures nice. <laughs> and nice. so hey thera she's licking yeah so i did like skis books and fishing lures so far That's and then cool. i just had another litter and they're named after fish i came across emily entrickin attending to her dogs on a street in west yellowstone montana emily is a dog musher the temperature was negative five degrees but emily and her dogs were happy and playing like it was a warm summer day for Mackinac Public Media, this is World Pieces, distributed by PRX, the Public Radio Exchange. I'm Jason Kladova. Yeah, um, I'm Emily Entrican. I'm from Fairbanks, Alaska. Um, I had just traveled down to West Yellowstone with 19 dogs uh, to come and train and compete in the Wyoming Stage Stop race in a couple weeks. And back home, I live in... Uh, off-the-grid cabin, so no electricity and no running water, and I've got 26 dogs that I live with, and I, um, I'm i fortunate enough that all winter I get to just give all my attention to these dogs and train them and plan for the winter of racing. And then this summer, to be able to afford it all, I guide trips in the Alaskan Arctic. That's cool. So my life is pretty, uh, pretty full of adventures. So how did you get into this? Yeah, I, I grew up in Minnesota. And I, I first, I worked for a woman and did tours in Minnesota, and I enjoyed that, and I really loved working with the dogs. And then I worked for a woman who raced, and that's how most people get into it, is like they work for somebody or they handle, it's called, like you, you give them work in exchange for learning about it. And I went, went, uh, learned from this awesome lady in Minnesota, and she's a racer, and she takes great care of her dogs, and I learned how to manage kennel there. And then I moved to Alaska, and I started getting to sprint ski jaw racing. So you ski, and the dogs pull you, and you race. And you just need two dogs for that. And I don't know, I guess I was bored with that and decided I want a big kennel. And so I had a couple of little puppies, uh, litter of puppies, and... That was six years ago, so I've had my kennel for six years now. Is there a way to train with them during the summer months? Yeah, so the main issue with, like a lot of people don't train during the summer is just too hot. You don't want to overheat your dogs, and it's good. They need a break. You know, they're working all winter. It's nice to give them a break. What I do for training in the summer is that I'll have a four-wheeler, and I live on great trails, and I just let them all loose, and then they chase me, or it's more like I chase them on the four-wheeler, and they're just kind of running all around. Just to get the exercise. Yeah, and... yeah, to get them out and running, and but not in harness. It's just too hot for that, and it's to give them a break. So why West Yellowstone? What, what, what are we doing here today? Well, so there's a big race in Jackson Hole, Wyoming in, in a couple weeks. And this is West Yellowstone is a place to come and train beforehand because it has higher elevation, in which we need to train for that and have the dogs become acclimated to higher elevation. I like it because it's a really small town. There's not a lot of stoplights. The city life really, really stresses me out. 
Um, and yeah, the tra- so I came for the trail and the elevation, and then this is also where other competitors come, so it's nice to have the camaraderie of the other mushers and then the support and safety of them as well. Yeah. Very good. So how long does it take for a dog to get acclimated? Good question. I'm trying to figure that out too. <laughs> I mean, from kind of like the general like feedback that I've gotten from other mushers and people who have done the race a, f- a bunch of times, it's just like 10 days is good. Um, and then researching too about like how humans acclimate and I kind of use a judgment on that. So I'm giving it, you know, 10 days. Okay. Yeah. And hopefully, hopefully that will work. <laughs> I look at your dogs and you think about the uh, typical husky, you know, with the long hair, but yours are all short haired what's the difference yeah so most people when they think of sled dogs they think of the hollywood version beautiful blue eyes fluffy curly tail um and those are what people think are siberian huskies and um most people that race dogs do not have those dogs they are way too slow so alaskan huskies are bred to run and race and to most people they look like mutts Uh, The kind of racing I do is sprint racing, so shorter and faster. And there's been a lot of hound that has been bred into them. And that's why you're going to see a lot shorter coats because they've got a lot more hound to get the top speed in them. And, yeah. Okay. What, What kind of things do you feed them then? They get delicious food. They get a high-end kibble, so it has a lot of fat and protein in it, way higher than that you'd see in, like, the normal grocery store that you can get. And then um, I order over two tons of beef, ground beef for them that I I uh, uh, mix up for them in a broth. And then they're going to get fat as well from, like, fish oil fat to corn oil fat. And then you can make supplements as well, like psyllium and iron and... Um, and calcium, like a bone meal, so they can get uh, some calcium in there. Emily's interview was a part of the Winter 2019 World Pieces Expedition. Stay tuned to the future episodes to hear more about winter life in Montana. Additional interviews with people from around the world can be heard at worldpieces.org. You'll also find links to your favorite places to find the World Pieces podcast. I'm Jason Kladova, and I produce World Pieces. Behind every set of eyes is a story worth telling. I look forward to hearing yours. Thanks for listening.